It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, Halloween is over. Did did you get a lot of candy last night? Hey, Halloween's over, but happy All Saints Day for nice. the for those who celebrate, which I think is almost literally no one. Um, I, I did. I got way too much candy. Uh, I, I, I dragged a five-year-old with face paint around all the streets, and she got way too much candy. We never um, talked about this. What is the best kind of candy? I, I think we need oh, to talk man. About oh, man. Oh, man. See, I'm, I'm, I, I, people are not going to like my takes about candy because I, I personally am an Almond Joy guy. I love coconut, and I know people hate coconut. So I don't mind coconut. I, I like yeah. Heath, though. I like a little bit of the toffee. Okay, okay. Chocolate. Toffee's yeah. good, yeah. I, I can go with that for sure. I, All right. Yeah, so at least we, we don't have any hot takes when it comes to candy. We'll, we'll, for... we'll get a power ranking go. It's not like yeah. anyone's coming in here with candy corn as their number one. Oh, so, yeah, it's no, gross. I mean. It's garbage. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so coming up on today's show, we are going to preview the Cowboys Week 9 game against the New York Giants. Uh, Landon, I, I was looking over this roster before. Uh, we did our preview uh, before we did the podcast, uh, and surprisingly, uh, this Giants roster is still bad. Uh, it's, someone, it's, it's not good. Someone say it's the candy corn of NFC yeah, there East rosters. Go. There you go. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think Washington might take the. Uh, yeah. The there. They well, they're the, they're they're the candy corn of of uh, NFC East uh, franchises. Yeah, I would say overall, they're, they're just but struggling. yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and preview this game. Let's start with the Cowboys' offense against the Giants' defense. Uh, it's a very similar group, obviously, to what the Cowboys saw in Week 1. The only real difference is Leonard Williams, who the team acquired this week via trade, is likely going to start inside at one of the defensive tackle spots. Uh, Marcus Golden is turning into a nice pass rusher. I wouldn't say like a, a number one, but a pretty good number two. Uh, but they still have their problems in the secondary Alex Ogletree is still their starting linebacker, uh, and we know whenever he's on the field, you can you can make some plays. So, how do you expect the Cowboys <laughs> to to attack this defense? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically the same way they did before through the air. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I that's think, the way to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, they didn't really show any kind of signs or, of interest in, in in stopping what the Cowboys were doing, uh, uh, passing wise early on. I don't really see any reason to uh, uh, to alter the plan until they stop it. I would just attack. You know, I mean they 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 didn't really show any kind of signs that they they could stop it. So uh, until they find a way to either get to Dak Prescott or cover 
I mean, it just or, not and. I don't I don't think and is possible with them. I, I, no. I think if they need to find a way to get to Dak Prescott or to cover mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, I, I certainly don't believe that they can do both at the same time. Um, and uh, I think that they're going to either have to find ways to blitz and, and come after Dak uh, or, you know, drop a whole bunch of people into coverage because they didn't really show a prowess for being able to do either at all. Uh, and I, I think it's likely that if they can't get one of those two strategies to get the passing game slowed down going, uh, yeah, they're in for a long day again, I would imagine. Yeah, the, the thing I would do if I was the Cowboys, and I did this last time, is find DeAndre Baker. He's the Giants' rookie first-round pick at cornerback. Uh, I liked him coming a lot out of Georgia, but he's struggling right now. It's yeah, pretty clear really that is. he's lost his confidence. Uh, the Cowboys just killed him in week one. Uh, Cooper had a touchdown on him. Uh, Gallup made a bunch of different plays. You know, if if they decide to go, you know, Gallup versus Baker one-on-one, uh, that's where I'm going with the ball every single time. And heaven forbid they, they ever put Cooper one-on-one with Baker. Uh, I don't care if it's a design run play. That needs to be an audible going right to Amari Cooper because Baker's just not ready to compete uh, against these two uh, receivers. Uh, I want to talk about their linebackers for a second. Uh, still, it's a pretty bad group. They're going to rotate some different guys in. Uh, we'll see maybe a little bit of David Mayo. You may see some uh, Dion Buchanan who who was signed there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty gross. Uh, I actually saw some Raider fans wanted to trade like a third or fourth round pick for Al Cole to try to solve their linebacker issues, but that guys do not yeah, do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. What do you anticipate the Cowboys doing here against the Giants linebackers? Uh, I, I mean, hurting their feelings and confidence. <laughs> I, I, I don't like, I, it's, it, it's it's a group that I, 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 would you say they're better against the pass and the run because they're man they're bad at both. They're less worse against the pass than the run, I guess. I I don't. No, it's, I, I mean, it's not good. I I mean, let me let's be clear. When when we first heard about the Leonard Williams uh, trade, like the first thing I was thinking was, I mean, go, gosh, guys, like you know, there, you do have other parts of your defense that might be hurting right now that you could probably upgrade. You know, they're a little bit more. Pressured than than the linebacker than, than the defensive well, line because you got l- you got talent at defensive yeah, tackle. Let me right? let me add this in really quickly because I think this is important going forward. Um, you know, obviously I work for the Raiders wire and the Raiders have like a need at linebacker and I was looking at different situations of you know who could they could trade for linebacker across the NFL is a position there's just not a lot of depth at and obviously the Giants are one of them the Cowboys are lucky to have some of the linebacker depth because man you when you really start to break down the 32 teams maybe eight have good linebackers two start good starting linebackers it's just a hard position to find competent players at well then maybe that explains what I was just about to say is is that it feels like they basically had to give up on the idea of getting those kind of players. They knew that they could get a defensive tackle. And they, uh, yes. I think that they're yeah. hoping for that improvement in the defensive tackle position or at least depth in the defensive tackle position will help linebacker play. I, I think the problem here is that they're thinking that in the form of whenever the Giants are playing in their base defense, which is a 3-4. And, and you know, you've got... Some guy named O'Shane Zimenez playing one end, and then you've got yeah, that's Marcus. John Oning's guy, by the way. I, I know, but it's you know, it's it, and maybe he develops into something someday but, with all these but he's snaps a, he's, he's, a third, he's a third round rookie, 
and, and but and then Marcus Golden, who I, just, I don't know that he's he just doesn't seem like he's the same player. He hasn't been playing the same way uh, he had maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that the, the the problem is is that they're not going to be in a bunch of base formations, um, so that doesn't really help you a ton. And when you get these guys into passing formations, you probably can only put two of your three good defensive tackles on the field unless yeah. you're kind of aligning some kind of special uh, formation. But even if you're kind of aligning some special formation, their defense is just not – there's not enough talent in that back seven to, like, make those three defensive tackles work. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, the finding a way to like yeah. rotate those guys in. Yeah, you may be able to stabilize. Maybe teams can't run the ball as well against you in passing formations, but they can still pass the ball really well against you in passing formations. Right. So you're not right. really saving yourself here. Yeah, and if you talk to any of the analytic community, uh, you know they look at run defense as actually one of the worst things in the NFL because if you have a good run defense, all that's doing is forcing teams to pass. And we know historically teams are more efficient passing the ball than running the ball. Uh, and I think that's going to be the kind of the case here against the Giants in Week 9. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll flip sides of the ball, and we'll talk about the Cowboys' defense against this Giants' offense. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Landon. The last time the Cowboys played the Giants, they had Eli Manning on the field. Uh, they did not have Golden Tate. Uh, how do you anticipate the Cowboys matching up against this new look Giants offense? Well, you know it's funny because I, I talked to uh, uh, Patricia Duckers, who's the uh, Locked On Giants uh, uh, host, and we had a nice little conversation in the crossover podcast about you know the additions made to this offense since the Cowboys played them. Jones obviously being probably the most notable because he's a quarterback, but Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. I, I think Sterling Shepard. Uh, uh, is actually out, so now yeah. we still we still are not even going to get the chance for the, to see both of those guys on the field at the same time. Well, there, there's some reports that he might return this week, so we'll, we'll see about okay. that. Um, you know, and then uh, we talked about Williams and the, and the addition he brings to the defense, uh, but I think you know really it's 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 about Jones and it's about Tate. Maybe we'll see Shepard. Yeah, you know, I, I think you know with this offense and with Jones as the quarterback you, it changes the angles a little bit with him as the quarterback versus Eli right because with Eli he is just going to naturally kind of throw the ball short like yeah. he's just going to dunk Deacon dunk it like that's what he's going to do um but Jones is going to try to throw the ball down the field now I mean, at least he'll he'll make the attempts he hasn't been great throwing the ball down the field yeah that's what you want him to do he doesn't have a great yeah. arm yeah, and um, he has athleticism to him, but I, I don't think the Cowboys should at all be afraid to come after him and pressure I agree. him. Yes, uh, because I, I, he's still very much a rookie quarterback. He's still struggling to see uh, understand what he's seeing. 
Uh, you know, he's had some problems holding on to the ball, not giving the ball up. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the, the issue with them is that it's a new quarterback, but I, I feel like the angles are a lot of the same. And now that, you know, you, you got Bennett in there uh, as another pass rusher with Collins, I, I think you don't need to – you're going to get a better opportunity to kind of isolate these defensive linemen with their – with the Giants' offensive line. Uh, and the Giants' offensive line, to their credit, has improved quite a bit, it seems, but it still is not to the place where they can consistently stop pressure against a you know pretty good pass rush. Uh, uh, so for the Cowboys, it's really got to be about making sure that they can't remain two dimensional. Like you want to make you want to make Daniel Jones throw the ball. Um, yeah, so you want to turn this into a ten nothing game before the end of the first quarter, or something. Yeah, fourteen yeah. nothing. So they have to be in passing situations. Barkley is the guy that you know that's the the playmaker on this offense. So sure. if if you want to try to eliminate a lot of his uh, game by uh, by 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 denying him opportunity to to have opportunities to to run the ball. So, so take away, put it all in Daniel Jones's hands. Get get score up early, and then go after him. Uh, the the I don't you know not that this te- offense is good enough necessarily to keep up, even when they have uh, balance. But they certainly need balance. Uh, I think if if they want to have a shot to win this game, that that's like they they need to maintain a certain amount of balance for this offense to score enough points to win, um, and and then to run out the clock. So uh, the Cowboys needed to make sure that offensively they score points early, denying them the opportunity to m- remain in, in a balanced negative game. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, not a, just a normal regular game script. Sure. Uh, you need to you need to put them in a in a in a in a disadvantaged situation so that you limit their play calling to mostly uh, passes. That's going to give you the the that's going to end this game quicker than allowing them to continue to be able to run the ball throughout the game and then now be able to use play action even more effectively uh, and and be able to uh, hit you either way because that's what the, the, this offense str- this defense struggles when they can't. Uh, when they have to defend both the off, uh, the pass and the run, they're much more effective when they've got a lead and they can come after you in the pass and just focus on their on their uh, on their passing cues. All right. So the last time that these two teams played, uh, there was no Robert Quinn in this matchup. Uh, he was suspended. He also had the broken hand. He's likely going to be facing Nate Solder mm-hmm. in this contest. How do you think Robert Quinn, you know, matches up against Solder uh, on Monday night? Um, I feel like it's a good matchup. I mean, I, I, feel like I don't. It's a great matchup, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a Nate Solder uh, believer. I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I believe that he exists. Uh, it's not like a, uh, a Bigfoot situation. I've seen him. There is evidence, uh, but I, you know, there's not a lot of evidence of blocking. So um, I, I think that for me, this was a matchup that I, it, I think is kind of being overlooked a little bit because we're so used to Robert Quinn now. Yeah. Um, but but I think. Yeah, every, and and also everyone's talking about Michael Bennett because we haven't seen Michael Bennett in, in a Cowboys uniform yet. But I think that the 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 thing that's different that is um, uh, that is I guess noteworthy uh, on that side of the ball is you know Robert Quinn having not been there, uh, getting an opportunity to go against Nate Solder, and again going back to what I was saying, like I think 
with this lineup going against that offensive line lineup, again, it's an improved offensive line. I think Hernandez and Zeitler were great additions to the interior, but I don't trust Rimmers or Solder, and I, I certainly don't trust them if they are forced to get one-on-one action versus Quinn and Lawrence, respectively. Uh, and, and, and even Bennett when he kicks outside, you know? Yep. So uh, I, I think that's where they're going to have to figure something out, whether that means heavier protections, which means less people in route, which means Daniel Jones is holding the ball more uh, Then you know, it's kind of a, it, it, it may end up being sort of a pick your poison situation with how they decide to protect Daniel Jones. All right. The last thing I want to mention is um, the uh, Evan Ingram. I think he might be their best passing game weapon. Uh, in week one, he caught 11 passes for 116 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we've seen before that the Cowboys have used Byron Jones as a tight end stopper. Is that something you anticipate happening, or do you think they're going to play their standard defense against this Giants team? I mean, I think they're likely to play the standard defense. I mean, again, I, I you know, Ingram got a lot of passes and yards and a touchdown in a loss. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the truth of the matter is, is that going to their tight end over and over and over again was not a winning strategy for them. Um, well, part and, of it and, was they, they fell behind pretty early in the second quarter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were throwing the ball, but they, Ingram was the only one they could get the ball to. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, look, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm here for the win, and, I, and I, I'd like to get a big win, but I'm just here for the win. I'm more, I, I, you know, the, the yards and and are going to come somewhere. I think, you know, that's that's the thing about this defense is that they they don't they try not to give up a lot of points, but they're okay with giving up yards. I'm okay with them giving up yards. To, they have to give. They will give up yards to somebody. It doesn't really matter to me how it gets distributed. I think tight end seems like a spot just because of the natural weak spots of the the the, the scheme, the defensive scheme. Yeah. But to be honest, like them going to Ingram wasn't a winning strategy for them. Like that's that's not how they're gonna. And like even in a in a kind of a, a, a score agnostic game script. Like, I don't think that going to Ingram over and over again necessarily is going to be how they find a way to pull out a victory here. Yeah, I think you got to hit big plays. And I love Ingram, but that's not really his game. He's going to make plays 10 to 12 yards from the line of scrimmage, not 40 yards down the field. And that's what's weird about this Giants offense. It seems like it's littered with those type of players between – you know, Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate and Evan Ingram. I like all those guys individually. Don't get me wrong, but it seems like they're missing, I don't know, an Odell Beckham type. It's it's too bad they didn't have somebody like that that could take the top off the defense. If only they could get their hands on an Odell Beckham type. I know. I mean, for the for the small price of a defensive tackle and a bad starting safety, they probably <laughs> could have had one. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll make our predictions. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. 
in these alternate sports realities. Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, Landon, tell me who you got winning this game and why. Uh, I got the Cowboys because they're the better team. Um, I, you know, I, I think that they've come, they're coming off a bye. Uh, they're rested. They've got renewed, you know, ambitions. They, they realize that this is a game. They need all the wins they can get at this point. Um, this is a tough stretch. They're going down. This is a win that this is a game that should be a win for them. They cannot take that for granted. So, uh, I think with the extra rest, with the healthy offensive line coming back, I mean, I think that's really the the, the biggest thing with the bye was getting those offensive tackles that extra week uh, to get healthy. Uh, um, I agree. Yeah, I just don't know that the the, the the you know to me it's all, when I'm looking at these games, it's always about who has the most paths to victory. What are the paths to victory that they can take? I don't. I don't see a ton for the Giants outside of the Cowboys. You know, completely shooting themselves in the foot, which is you know obviously not outside the realm of possibility. Sure. Um, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think the Cowboys win uh, probably by ten points or more, and I, I don't even know that the game will actually end up being that close. It, it may be one of the situations where they score points near the end and make it look a lot closer than it is. But uh, yeah, I, I think the Cowboys control this game throughout. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a little closer because we've, we've seen in the history of Jason Garrett that uh, he sometimes struggles to get his team playing fired up. Not fired up, but they come out a little flat uh, after the bye. Uh, we saw that last week or last year against Tennessee. Uh, it was actually the opposite case in that one. They came out hot in that game and then just fell off. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a you know three-point game at halftime and then maybe Dallas opens it up a little bit. Uh, but we'll see. I, I expect it to be maybe a little closer than what the general public thinks. It's still a division game. It's on the road. It's a night game. The Giants are going to want to show that uh, they're improved. But I do think Dallas will ultimately get the win. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.